Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So we're on. Get on, Ron. What? We're on the air right now. <clears throat> I'm ready. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. Welcome to it. Monday night edition of Sports Day. Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews here tonight. And hello. To all our listeners across the Super Radio Network, SEN Station, Sydney, Brisbane, SEN Track in New South Wales and Queensland, uh, SEN Fanatic, if you're listening through that, and also on the SEN app, and to our SENZ listeners in New Zealand, get involved in the show, 0457 736 736 is our text number, 8833 if you're in NZ. That's your text number, or you can get involved. We'd love you to call us as well. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 Before we get to Satsy, how good was this? Ashraf hit on the pad. An appeal, an appeal. The umpire looks. Has he got 500 test wickets? He does. So I recommend to reverse. 12 and a half years after his first test wicket of Kumar Sangakkara, Nathan Lyon joined Shane Warne and Glenn McGrath as Australian test cricketers with 500 test wickets. Scotty Sattler, that was an amazing moment from what was other, well, a fairly dull first test uh, in Western Australia. Welcome to Sports Day. Yeah, thank you very much, Woogie, and also listeners. Yeah, a great moment, great moment, because when legends stand down in any sport, it always takes a while to replace that person. And it doesn't matter how long it takes, They'll always live in the shadow of someone. Now, of course, Warney is our greatest cricketer, if not one of the greatest cricketers of all time. Uh, over 700 wickets, 708 wickets, or whatever it may be. Um, but I've, I've got to say, Nathan Lyon has really carved out his own identity and his his career without living in the shadow of, of Warney. Completely different bowlers, of course. One's a leggy, one's an off-spinner. and uh, But he's, I think he's, like Warney made leg spinning sexy, people were trying to be spinners as opposed to being pace bowlers. I think Nathan Lyon, to a degree, is also he's, – I think he's changed that mindset also with bowlers as well, where the off-spinners uh, are, um, are trying to emulate guys like Nathan Lyon. Now, he's, he sits in, in rare air, doesn't he, with yeah, some of the sure players. Yeah. Stuart Broad and Jimmy Anderson. Um, you know, the great Courtney Walsh is another one, is the one that's just, ab- just ahead of him with the amount of, amount of wickets. So, yeah, he's in some fine form. And I've got to say, like, he's – out of all those wickets, the one thing that when he retires, one of the yeah you know, the few things that I remember about his career will be how gallant he was and how courageous he was going out to bat with that torn calf muscle in the Ashes series. Mm. He didn't have to go out, but he did. Right. He went out there and um, and he did what an Aussie sportsman or woman would do in, in, in any given situation. So yeah, he's been tremendous, and he's really complemented that that speed that 
that fast pace attack that we've got, hasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. No, he's done a fantastic job. And I don't know, we'll, um, Tim, we'll get to it in a shortly, uh, but Tim Payne's got big plans uh, for Nathan Lyon uh, and where he can actually head to. But before I get to that, um, there is a special birthday announcement that we must do. I'll hand it over to you, Scott. Yeah, happy birthday, Jack William Sattler. 26 today. I texted him. I said, hey, happy birthday, mate. Yeah, I love you. Daddy goes, 42 today in Penrith. He loves it. He loves right. The, he loves the temperatures of Penrith. Does he? Loves it. Well, what else is he doing? Yeah. Well, he's working. I promised I'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack, happy birthday from me and Cam. Cam Murray. Yeah, he's a big fan of Cam Murray, like I am, but mm. I just know him as Cam. Well, he's Pot War number 13 at South. That's why Absolutely. he loves Cam. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, he'll listen to this tomorrow, won't he? He will listen to the podcast. How, so how, how would it be? Because I can't say anything. I'm being very nice. Mm. He's my arch enemy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm not a big fan. Well, it's like your daughter, Aria. Yeah. Would love to poison me if she could. Uh, yeah. Would Jack be able to poison me? Has he got that in him? He just wouldn't bother. <laughs> he just <laughs> not much, not much gets him rolled up. No, nah, it doesn't, eh? does it? Yeah. Uh, anyway, happy birthday, Jack. What what would he be doing today? Celebrating with the team? Him and him and uh, the rig would have their shirts off, walking around the main streets of Penrith, would they, or what? <laughs> uh, I don't know. He'd be he'd be at training. I think about now, Penrith training. Right. Okay. Good stuff. Some news coming out of Penrith today. Well, well do you want to? S- let's hit it straight off the top because it's massive news. Yeah. Oh, well, it, it, there's been reports just a couple of minutes before we come on air that Jerome Lua hasn't turned up to training. His manager advised the club that he won't be attending training. And before everyone jumps up and down and say, this guy's refusing to train, this is a really important part of his life, the, the whole negotiation process. Now, um, I don't get be, why he can't train. Well, he's going to be paid negotiate. handsomely. Well, I, I suppose at this time of the year, it's it gives him and his manager a really good opportunity to sit down and look at what's going to happen with the West Tigers and, and the Penrith Panthers yeah. and see whether they're willing to come back over the top and, and make another offer in these next 10 days, which they've got as part of this negotiation process. So you know, it's, it's a stressful time. It's not stressful how much money he's going to earn. I mean... 1.2 a year, it's alleged. Yeah, well, at worst, 850. It's, it's great money mm. in, in any sport. So... I'd like the extra 350000 a year. That'd be nice. What it is is about a, a kid who's been part of a a club for you know, since he's in his, his mid-teens and has got a lot of friends and tastes a lot of success. And it's hard to it's hard to rip yourself away from that emotionally. So I get it. And don't forget, too, he's still got the dicky shoulder. So he probably can't do a lot of training, right? Oh, like yeah. More work or yeah. contact or anything. So this, I mean, if you're going to miss training, this is probably the best yeah. week. Uh, on the show tonight, Sydney Thunder captain Chris Green, straight from the Nets. He'll be chatting to us on Sports Days. They prepare to take on Chris Lynn and the Strikers. That's the first game back tomorrow night, isn't oh, I it? I can't wait. I've missed the BBL over the last week. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we could have got a game in nah. there somewhere. No. Nah. Why? Because uh, I think when there's a whole day of a test match, to then back it up with another game, I think a lot of... No, I love it. I think a lot of fans would be... What happens for the rest of the season? Bit, Cricket fatigued? No. Mm. What'd you make of the first test? I actually didn't mind it, actually, because I love nothing more than seeing our pace attack. And when Mitch Stark's on and he's moving the ball, the new ball around, I'd, I actually get a lot of enjoyment. It doesn't matter who it's against. And I know this Pakistani side isn't the greatest side they've sent out. Yeah. Um, it's still, you know, it's. I thought David Warner's, David Warner's century was 
was a really good century as well. Yeah, uh, hello to Craig from Maitland, or Loz from Maitland, as Rooster Muzz calls him. Predicted Dave Warner was going to make 335 runs. Are you serious? Well, he, That's my first he contribution. He was on his way. No, he was on his way there when he got off the mark, mm. or when he walked out to bat. I mean, you can't, we're doing. Are you serious? You can't tonight, rubbish. You can't rubbish anyone, even if it's against Pakistan or or England or whoever it may be. Right. It's still hard to be standing out there facing every ball. I know. In hot conditions. I know. It's difficult. It's it's a sus thing. Mm. It really is. Uh, Kia top seven tonight. I I claim. And I know some of our listeners will get on the text and rip us a new one for this one, but I love it. Yep. And I think Daddy Vass, our producer, has done an amazing job with this. And I won't have you. No. See, here you go. We work with this bloke. Yeah. And you can't. Have you seen his sideburns? Is it, what's happened? Is They're he going horrific. Elvis like? They're horrific. Well, what's wrong with them? Oh, thick. Mm. Bushy. No, no, like thick in width, in diameter. And yeah, it's. Very sixties like. What's he trying to achieve? Well, he's very. He's a very kind of sixties soul though, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's a little bit like that. Mm. He's a he's a surfer, a uh, bit of a hip. I'd th- I'd say Daddy's a bit of a hippie. He wouldn't have looked out of place at that. What was that big music festival? The famous one. Oh, Woodstock. Woodstock. Yeah, he right. wouldn't have looked out of place. I reckon at Daddy. I reckon Daddy would love to be at Woodstock. Mm. Seriously, I would have liked to have been there. As well, anyway, Kia Top Seven tonight. And I won't have any of you rubbish this because I think it's a little different. It's your last week before not Christmas. Different. It's a week before Christmas. It's not different. But you complain about it all, are yeah. I'm not doing it. I'm a grand final hero. <laughs> this is ruining my <laughs> reputation. Oh, it's ruining my reputation. <laughs> I'm not millennial. It's the seven best Christmas movies of all time. Uh, and there's an argument that two of them aren't. Well, Listen, hang on. Not is my- Paul Kelly's How to Make Gravy no, officially a Christmas song? We were arguing about this going to the trots on Saturday night yep. after the Inter Dominion. No, it's not. Okay. You know, they're making a movie about that song, about the song. right now on the Gold Coast. I really? think it's starring Hugo Weaving. Okay. It's called How to Make Gravy. Is Paul Kelly playing Paul Kelly? I don't know. Or is he the guy making gravy? No, they're, right, they're making a movie about the person in the song, it's, the guy in jail. It's a bit of packet and water. Bit of grave off, some hot water. Mm. I like to chuck a little bit of Worcestershire sauce in there just to – can anyone say that word? Anyway, top seven Christmas movies of all time tonight. Okay. We're also doing this as well. Are you serious? <laughs> uh, but let's kick it off with Like It or Lump It because, geez, we're running out of time already. Yeah. Uh, what did you like and lump from the weekend? Um, I liked Revenge. Okay. What I meant by that is the UFC yesterday – was between um, a guy named Colby, uh, Kobe uh, Covington and also Leon Edwards, who's an Englishman, who held the belt in their, in their division. And at the press conference a couple of days beforehand, Kobe Co- Covington, Leon Edwards' father passed away. He was murdered. Okay, and Let me saying this last week. Yeah, <clears throat> Covington had said to Leon Edwards, I'm going to take you to different layers of hell and maybe you can have a chat to your dad while you're there. Ooh. And straight from that point, Leon Edwards, you know, he um, – well, he won it convincingly against a guy who had a trash mouth but didn't back it up. So I like it. I like the revenge of Leon Edwards. Was that the two of them – was that the fight where the other two were fighting well, That's on what the I'm crowd? liking also. I'm liking Dana White, who's the boss of the UFC. He put together in the crowd the s- tickets next door to each other, next to it, Sean Strickland and this guy called Diplicy, who is a South African. They're fighting each other in the next <clears throat> UFC. Yeah. Yep. 
he sat them in the crowd next to each that other. And it just teed off. It was outstanding. Well, that was like when, um, uh, what's his name? Um, Mr. T. What was his boxing name? Uh, uh, Clubber Lang. Clubber Lang was yeah. in the first row of a Rocky fight. Mm. Just sitting there snarling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's great optics. Yeah. Is that after he fought Thunderlips or not? Nah. Well, he was there for that as well. Okay. Remember he had those feathered earrings? <laughs> I mean... They so, came into fashion after that. Yeah, but not feathered for... feathered earrings. Not for men. You know, they, they didn't. Unless you're going... I know, dressed as a hen to a, a dress-up party. But or he had you a love suede, the village people? He, maybe. He had, the, he had a suede jacket on mm. and he was wearing feathered earrings. <laughs> What'd you like or lump? I, I loved. Um, I liked. I should say. I liked Mitch Marsh getting him into the match. I thought it was well deserved. Yep. It's not because Dave Warner missed out. I just thought that innings of ninety and then sixty odd not out in the second and getting a wicket. I think it was a good good test match. Well, for he Mitch took the Marsh. wicket of Pakistan's best player as well. Yeah, I, I liked it. I, I I tell you what, I'm lumping mm-hmm. the the calls I get from my family in Bali. All weekend going, oh, we're having a great time. Mm. In the meantime, I'm on the couch of my undies eating ice cream. It sounds to me like you, you're having a better time. Well, what, no, what, no, I miss, I'm, God, I can't believe I'm, I'm actually miss having them around. Mm. They'll get home and I'll say, oh, God, I wish you were back in Bali. Particularly when the list of chores So you said out. your daughters are having breakfast with orangutans can tomorrow? We, can we do this? No. See, I'm not into all that stuff, right? So yeah. the miso's doing it while yep. I'm not there. Yep. Yes, they're having breakfast with the orangutans tomorrow morning. But it got me thinking because my daughters are twin rangers. Yep. Those orangutans will go home tomorrow and go, hey, we just had breakfast with orangutans. <laughs> they will, right? Oh, wow. I mean, monkeys can talk to each other, can't they? Apparently. Hey, tell you what I'm liking. Damien Oliver's last ever race in Ascot. Oh, how good was Not it? Not mascot. Ascot in WA yesterday. We've got that here somewhere. Do you want to hear it? Yep. Here we go. Plate set sail for the judge and Munamek is trying to weave his way through the field. Red can man took Sava to excel. Ayrton under pressure. Comfort me. Oliver's getting through with Munamek. Ripcord's coming down the outside. Comfort me. Ripcord. It's Ripcord. Ripcord and now Munamek. Munamek has got there. Oliver's got the run. Racing gods have spoken. It's gold, gold, gold at Ascot. Ollie goes out a winner in the gold rush. I don't know how Ripcord got through, but it got through. I reckon the other jockeys let him win the last race. You reckon? Can't do that. That's that's match fixing, oh, race yeah. fixing, horse fixing. Yeah. Ah, uh, well done, Damien Oliver. What a way to go out, winning uh, your final ever race, Ascot. It. Pikey wasn't in that race. Mm. There's a man who would have ruined the party. He would have deliberately ruined it. Pikey in the last. Mm. Always the way. I tell you what I'm lumping. What are you lumping? Crowds at the first test. Terrible. They were. And, and look, we'll try and sugarcoat it as much as we can, but, you know, 16,000, 17,000, 16,000, and 9,000 on day four, that's pretty ordinary. Yep. Uh, in a 60,000-seat stadium. It looked horrible, didn't it? It it's did. a beautiful stadium. It, uh, yeah, I haven't had the chance to go. I know you've been there for Origin. The drone shot. Yeah, it's makes beu- it look amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, look, I don't know. Are, are people busy before Christmas? Uh, is the cost of living, you know, starting to hurt families that they can't afford to go to cricket? I mean, cricket Australia. Just a bit of advice. And I mean, I don't know what they could do because the television numbers were good, mm. and that's because of the time slot. It was in prime time. 
So they had some really good afternoon, evening numbers for the cricket, which is great news. That's good news for Seven and Fox. But I tell you that, you know, Cricket Australia, maybe next time, and if this happens again this summer, and, and Pakistan and West Indies, come on, they're not, they're not crowd-pulling teams, right? But perhaps send out a free ticket or two to junior cricketers in, in Perth. Mm. And so and like, even if it's 10,000 tickets who, who are registered players and go, hey, listen, here's a ticket um, to go and see your heroes play at Optus Stadium. I reckon that that would help fill some seats. Some seats yeah, in but, a big stadium like but, that. But, I mean, you're not going to get them there anyway, right? Mm. So give the kids. I mean, they're, they're, they're your fans of the future. Give them some tickets to go to the cricket and get some support there. I just I thought it was pretty poor, WA. Yeah, it's, you know, as you said, it's poor opponent as well. And I think with Pakistan and West Indies, cricket will become just background noise in the house. I think people will go back and have a glance and watch a few overs and they'll just probably wander off and do something else. And it's not capturing your imagination at the moment. And oh. again, I'd, I think we'll, we'll talk about it when the when the West Indies series is on, but Kerry O'Keefe made that statement last week. I think, you know, during November, I don't want to hear about where Adam Fanua Blake's going. I want to hear about yeah. the summer of cricket. But unfortunately, I, I think maybe some Australians are cricket fatigued. I or, don't think or, we are. Or, it's or is just, it just a, because of the opponent. It's just the opponent, mate. Mm-hmm. Let's not overthink it. Um, and you'll start to see that you'll start after once Christmas is done and dusted, mm-hmm. you'll start to see the BBL crowd start to lift. Mm. So people are busy right now. Mm. Well, as I said to you, we had a great crowd at the Heat's first game, 21,000. Didn't That's, look like it, but. But there was, it was. It was it was really good crowd, really good crowd, and it was a stinking hot day. It was 29 degrees at the start of play. Mm. But I, I just, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it's, it, I think, yeah, don't overthink it. It's just the opponents we're playing. Lumping really quickly. Um Dave Warner, you got the century. Well done. It was well played. Oh. So I, I didn't like that he was doing the whole shush. And then his wife, Candace Warner, went on Twitter and or X and put a the shush emoji up, emoji up as well. Why is she doing that? Like, seriously, Dave can fight his own fights. Mm. So I, I was lumping that as well. Good on him. I loved his innings. Loved watching. I loved how, how much he attacked it. Um, but and just leave it at that. I mean, you don't. You actually don't have to do any more. Hey, Dave, if you want to have a bit of a job, go for it. Your mate, you are more than welcome to. Mm. You know what? Because it's your name copping it. Yep. But seriously, Candace Warner, stay the hell out of it. It's mm. not your fight. I know it's your husband, but do that. Pri- support him privately. Yeah, I agree. I couldn't agree anymore. But yeah, it's his fight, and well done. He's he secured his future for. For, to, until that Sydney test, and he batted. He's the only bloke who made that look pretty easy. Mm. When a lot of batsmen struggled on that pitch the other day, so well done, Dave Warner, Candice, Please stay out of it. Oh, no. I want to say what I want to say, but I can't say it. About what we say about everything else. No, yeah, you can't yeah, say no, that. We can't say you it. Can't say no. it. Hey, got to go to a break. Uh, when we come back, we've got the good old. This is Sports Day. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. I can't wait till we get to the Kia Top 7 tonight. 
Let me do the top seven Christmas movies of all time. Although, I'm a little annoyed my favourite movie's at number seven. Well, Steve has said, uh, can I get some notice before the Kia top seven so I can go stick a screwdriver in my ears? For Nutrient Ag Solutions, we are here doing Sports Day. Going further for Australian farmers, uh, before we get into some um, uh, good oil, just want to read our text here from uh, Stepper in Redcliffe. And I actually agree with this. And I don't even know next year when we play India whether the first test will be at the Gabba. It should be if we have any say in it, but I doubt that we will. It'll end up being what the Indians want to do. But good news is we're playing five tests against India next year. First time since about early, late 70s, early 80s. They would have got a lot bigger crowd numbers at the Gabba where the first test should have been played. And I agree. We've got to go back to playing the first test of the Gabba. We don't lose their sats. We don't lose at the Gabba. We didn't lose here either. I know, but it's it's that's traditionally. Well, it's a smaller stadium too, and um, yeah, well, that's that's a normally big stadium. Yeah, sixty five thousand seat stadium, Optus Stadium. It actually, looks bigger. Mm. Looks more like a more like a, an MCG size when you when you're in there. Mm. Um, but yeah, well, it's a smaller stadium, so it, I mean, I, I suppose it wouldn't look as bad. And there's always been an argument that the first test of the Gabba is always. Been a little bit. I'm not going to compare it to the Boxing Day Test, but has always been historically a part of the very important part of the uh, the summer. Traditionally, calendar. it's the home of the first Test. Yeah, absolutely, it is. And it's hot. It's awful. I mean, it was warm in Perth too, but it was mm. later. Remember, it's later. Normally, it's at the end of November. Hey, for Cobram Estates, the good oil, premium Australian extra virgin olive oil. Explain this whole thing that's happening with uh, Luai. Now, there was there was news on Saturday that broke through Michael Chamis. Um, that he's agreed to an offer from the West Tigers, six mil, five years. What's going on now, Sats? So as as a lot of people would have learned, that there is a new cooling off period that got introduced into the, the NRL late into the season. So to make it really easy, and he is right, Michael Chambers, because people came down on Michael Chambers over the week and said, no, he hasn't signed. And Jerome Luai said, I haven't signed or put any pen to paper. And that's that's right, because the way that it happens is, Player manager says, okay, well, I might have the Bulldogs, Dragons, um, and the West Tigers, and Penrith. And I've got my current club, Penrith. But this one from the West Tigers is the one that I'm most likely to um, to accept outside of what the Panthers are going to offer. So the process basically is uh, the, they advise a salary cap auditor and his current club. And that offer from the West Tigers is the one that he's going to most probably accept is to be kept confidential from his current club. So the clock starts there, 10 days, to negotiate. So that's lodged with the NRL? Yeah, so, yeah, the, the intent to right, yeah. to accept that deal. Okay. And so the club that he's currently at, the Penrith, are notified as well. The clock starts 10 days. So it gives 10 days for the Penrith Panthers to negotiate with his management to say, okay, well, we're going to go from three years to 850 to four years at 900, whatever it may be. Let's just say Zach Hosking gets moved on, and they want to try and use some of his money. Sure. So this is where the 10-day period starts. So 10 days to negotiate. The deal's got to be at least 48 hours standing. Mm-hmm. You can't change that within the, the initial 48 hours. And then – or Penrith can actually come back outside of that 48 hours and say, no, you know what, we're out of the race. Yep. We can't compete. This is our offer. Um, so basically the clock's on Penrith right now. And – uh, it's, a, it's a stressful situation. I actually don't mind. I suppose the only argument to it, 
Jace, and I think this is coming from a very small quarter of fans and officials, is that those other clubs that want to make offers, like the Bulldogs and say, let's just say argument's sake, um, St. George Illawarra Dragons or the Raiders, whatever it may be, seeing that he said, oh, this is the one most likely I'm going to offer, I accept, the West Tigers one, they're basically out of the race. So it, the argument is they don't they don't have another opportunity to say, right, yeah. okay, we want to re-enter. Well, that's it. why you've got to put your best foot forward in the first place, exactly. right? Exactly. It cuts down the entire process of yep. taking weeks upon weeks and a lot of speculation. So it's basically put your best offer in. Yep. The only other, cl- the only other position, and this is right as well, that has the opportunity to try and come over the top of whatever offers there or something that's a little bit more acceptable to the player is his current club. But they don't know how much the offer is, do they? Yeah, inverted commas confidentially. But as we know, the media usually gets it right. They're in and around the right sort of Well, it of gets leaked to them. Yeah. So Watch this space. So what are we now, day three? Day or well, day two or three now officially, yeah. Okay. Mm. Rightio, interesting. Thanks for explaining that to us. Some other big news uh, breaking the Savo. Dolphins signed Tigers winger Junior Tupo for 2025. Mm. Well, that's now also going through the CBA cooling off thing. Yeah, 10-day period. Yeah, so he's accepted a deal from the Dolphins. For t- and we got thank you very much, listeners, who have also at Tiger Davos won. Um, there's a few here that have that have informed us about the Tupo uh, deal. We're going to get to it. Um, now, what about the Bloor... Um, Olam thing. What's now? I'm hearing one of our texts uh Daniel from Prairiewood. He said, "Well, he said it's, it's the swap is uh, it could be back on, with Melbourne preparing for Meany to move to the centres. They also have Rima Smith, Marion Sevy in their squad, and youngster Jack Howarth can play centre as well. Sats, do you think Howarth can play centre? Yeah. Well, I think they've identified him as a potential centre. He was originally a back rower and a very good back rower. Right. But they started to use him in that sort of back row centre role. Is he a centre at NRL level? Not quite sure. The good part about it, he's still young. Rightio. Thank you for that. That's uh, the good old of a Cobram estate. Say, can I yes. say really quickly? Yes. That's a huge loss, Junior Tupo. I know they've got the young uh, Kiwi winger that's coming over. And, uh, from rugby. Yeah, and he's yep. a very good, he's a really yep. good replacement. But Tupo's a player, yeah, he's a he's a mighty fine player. That's a that's a good get for the Dolphins. Building a good list. Very good list, yeah. Aren't they? Mm. Um, Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded virgin, extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested, and first cold pressed in northern Victoria. Um, some texts coming through. Matildas have already sold 25,000 tickets for the next game in February at Marvel Stadium playing Uzbekistan. So we can't blame the cricket crowds on the opposition. That's from Brisbane Hill. Yeah, we can because the Matildas don't play that often. Mm. And it's a one-off. It's like a one-night-only thing. And... And it, Let, there's a lot of excitement around the Matildas at the moment. Absolutely. And yeah. Melbourne would go to the opening of a of an envelope. Yep. They love their sports down there. So, evening, lads. Got him, yeah. Oh, you're out. Yeah, well done. Go. Cheers from Budster. Yeah, 500 wickets for the Budster. Got a text there you want to read out, Sats? Yeah, I have. Um, go on here. Uh, well, a lot of them actually have been coming through around Junior Tupo as well. Thank you very much. Uh, hi, boys. Die Hard, one of the best Christmas mu- movies ever. Graham from the Gold Coast. Well, that's I think an it is. No, I think it is. And that's does it make the Kia top seven tonight? Well, I, I this think, is a hook and tease. See, Keep I, listening. I think it should be classed a Christmas movie if at any stage during the movie there are multiple sightings of a Santa. No, well, I disagree. I disagree. There are there are Christmas songs in this. There's a tree. Uh, there's there's uh, uh, there's decorations. There's snow. There's snow. Yeah, it's on. 
Who has a Christmas party in a building that's only three quarters complete? I know. That's an OHS issue yeah. just waiting to happen. I know. And but OHS sure. wasn't excited. It wasn't sort of important back in those days when Nakatomi right. Plaza was was being built. 282 says, Die Hard doesn't sound like a Christmas movie, question mark. Mm, it does. And I think that's one of the things we'll, we'll learn from this. <laughs> uh, one more text before we go to the break. Hi, boys. Great to see what Nathan Lyon was able to do yesterday. One thing he has in common with those above him, he does it in all conditions. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Mm. Didn't always, but definitely does now. Belmont from Clarence, you are 100% correct. We're on the uh, topic of cricket. We're going to take a break. When we come back for twoies, I feel like a twoies or two, Drink responsibly. Chris Green, the Thunder Skipper, joins us next on Sports Day. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Madison's been bold. Green gets his third wicket. And the woes continue for the Stars. And it's been... At the fingers of the spinners. Yeah, Chris Green in action with those wonderful spin figures, uh, fingers, I should say. BBL is back tomorrow night. Thank God. I've missed it with the test match on. Mm. I've missed the fast pace, the runs, the wickets of the BBL back tomorrow night. Uh, thanks to Tui's. I feel like a Tui's or two drink responsibly. Uh, Chris Green is joining us from the Sydney Thunder. How are you, mate? I'm good, thanks, boys. I'm just as excited as you are for Big Bash to return. Yeah, what have you done in your downtime? Like, it's really weird having like five nights off in the after the season got off to a roaring start, isn't it? Yeah, it is weird. You know, we, I think we were probably the last of the teams to start, although there were a few matches called off with rain and uh, abandoned wickets. So I don't think I don't believe the strikers have played one. But then we, you know, we played one, got all excited for, it, and then we have a week off. So. A little bit of golf, a little bit of time at home and some training and, um, yeah, we go again tomorrow. It's funny, the Brisbane Heat, I feel like they've completed their season already. They've played that many games. <laughs> How does that work? How does well, the scheduling work there, Chris? Do we know? Yeah, explain it to us in great detail, oh, Chris, please. Gee whiz. So they, the, the amount of games they play, they must be due a month off. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You got married, didn't you, in the off-season? I did, I did. Not in the week break, but, yeah, just, <laughs> I, I wouldn't call it off-season. I, I was... Right bank smack in the middle of it, 20, uh, 24th of November. Honeymoon, where'd you go? Um, no honeymoon yet. We, uh, we're we going at the end of the season. That's the only thing not in season. But, um, yeah, a little mini moon in India. Now, I, oh, nice. my wife went to India just, just as COVID <laughs> break. She loved it. She went to that colour festival. Yeah, but yeah, she, she went without it. you. Though. Yeah, she yeah. did. She went to a yoga retreat. Now, just this is just a little tester, okay? And your, your wife won't mm. be listening, so... Well, maybe she no. is. But would you play golf hey. on a honeymoon? Ooh. Um, I'm going to try to because we're going to America and we're driving past Pebble Beach. So I'm oh. uh, definitely going to try and play golf on my honeymoon. Mm. What do you play Good off? Boy. Um, I'm, I'm way too low for the way I'm playing. I'm actually off a 4.8 at the moment. Oh, so, what? Um, I needed to go up. Mm. You see, that's yeah. boring. How would you and I go? <laughs> Trust me, I don't play boring. I've got very... <laughs> Very much a big ego golf. <laughs> well, Greeny, how would you and I go in two-man Ambrose? I'm off 32.4. Would that would that, <laughs> would that work out all right? It wouldn't, would it? We'd be no good together. Well, as long as you hit just one or two um, down the middle, I reckon we'd be okay. So, well, Actually, I played on played comp on Saturday, and 
out of the 18 drives, I managed to get away 12. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's I think good. that's all we need. Usually for two ball Ambrose, you need about six each, so... Yeah. You've, you've wasted six well, there. Yeah, I know. My partner did have a massive hangover from a night on the run. You've got so. a horrific putt, though. It's a terrible putt. Oh, shut up, mate. Now, you've bad. just flown into Adelaide, Chris, um, coming up against yes. one of our favourites of the show, Chrissy Lynn, tomorrow. Now, you, you, played oh, yeah. a, you played a bit together in the Canada League. Now, you must know a little yeah. bit about him. What's a ball that he struggles with? Hmm. <laughs> um, he's pretty good off the field, Linny. Uh, yeah, and he's awesome. just as damaging on the field. Um <laughs> What's a ball that struggles him? I think he, uh, every time I bowl at him, I just try and find a way to get him to hit a single instead of a six or a four. <laughs> it's pretty much my plan, and I'm pretty sure he's well aware of it. How, um, good. How yeah. good is he, though, picking to play for the strikers on the flattest wicket in Australia? Yeah. He's, he's not dumb, is he? Yeah. Nah, nah, he's certainly, yeah, he's gone from the Gabba to Adelaide <laughs> Oval, so he's, um, it's a very strategic signing for him at the back end of his career just to top up the uh, bank account for the rest of his um, playing days. Now, as a as an off-spinner, you would have mm. been a little bit chuffed around uh, Nathan Lyon's achievements over the weekend? Yeah, very chuffed. I, I think it's a huge achievement. Very rare you sort of see a conventional off-spinner that high up in the wicket-taking list. And, um, you know, I think he's, he's had a fantastic career um, until, you know, the recent Ashes he's been really consistent in that team um, with no injuries and uh, I think you know celebrating 100 in a row probably jinxed him a bit and got him injured um, but mm. um, yeah he's been huge for Australia supporting the the big three quick bowlers if you like over recent years he's been successful and um, yeah I think his numbers are, are unbelievable uh, in Australia and all around the world. Well, as we spoke about earlier only two other bowlers in test history in Australia to crack that 500 mark it's Glenn McGrath and Shane Warren. So he's in rarefied air there. Do you, Green, he's not going to play forever, Nathan Lyon. Do you have aspirations to play <laughs> test cricket at all? Yeah, look, I think playing playing for Australia is any cricketer's dream. Um, I've only just started playing four-day cricket. Um, so it would take me a little while to get there. But, you know, I think Todd Murphy's come in uh, in, in India and, and in England. Um, and he's doing doing really well in, in his opportunities and, and he's doing well in shield cricket as well. So there's a, there's a fair bit of competition there, but I wouldn't say I've given up uh, on, on that dream just yet. And so I'm enjoying my short form cricket and playing for the Sydney Thunder and yeah, you never know what could happen. Are there a bunch of kids just coming through now that are very good bowlers and very good batsmen who just have ambition now to play T20 around the world, maybe jag a game for Australia in, in T20 World Cup or T20s and, and, you know, just forget that long-form game and just chase the dollars around the world. Are you seeing players like that just coming through, wanting to do that? I think we're seeing, we're starting to see one or two or, you know, more regular in Australia in the earlier age. You know, I think Tim David is probably the, the, the youngest trailblazer, if you like, to go and do that. Uh, Daniel Sams has just changed in his career path to do it. I think in Australia, there's more pressure on, on the conventional routes of getting a state contract and then being sort of ha hamstrung by domestic cricket. Um, but then again, I think the perception's also different where guys want to play shield cricket. I think you look at someone like Ollie Davies, who arguably is probably best suited to that way, and he's having a breakout shield year, averaging over 50, 100, and mm. a or one century and a couple of 50s. So 
Um, Fraser McGurk, another one, just got a Shield 100. So, um, yeah, I, I think that the temptation's there. It's not easy to crack into, but certainly from other countries, like the West Indies, England, um, Pakistan, there's, and New Zealand, there's more consistent players going out and, I guess, um, chasing that, that route. But they are later on in their career because it's not easy to, to do so at a, at a young age. Now, Chris, um, born in Durban, how much time did you spend mm. in South Africa? Did you move uh, as a young child? Uh, yeah, I left, I left in 2001, so I was seven and a half years old when uh, my family and I came out here. So I have a few distant memories, but then um, all my dad's side of the family is still there, so sort of jogged my memory a little bit with a few trips back uh, now, in the early days to go see family. Now, I'm led to believe you love your cooking, and there was a... There was a oh. There was a um, a pizza shop in Penrith when I lived out there, and it was that was owned by some South Africans, and they used to have this pizza that had a spicy sausage on it. Now is it is it Borovors? Is that it? Yeah, Borovors. Unbelievable! Yeah. It was. It was beautiful. That's that sausage. Yeah, that's very good. Circle. Yeah. I've never had it on a pizza. Yeah, I've never had it on a pizza. I wouldn't um, yeah go that far, but that's an interesting mix. I usually mm. yeah have it on the barbecue, or as they call it, bry. It's very good. So do you like, apparently, this is, this is what we're hearing on the lowdown. You're big on, mm. on smoking and barbecuing your meat. Is that true? Uh, I don't have a smoker. I, I, I do enjoy barbecuing at home. Not so much like James Maloney and bar- barbecuing alone, <laughs> but I usually barbecue with, um, barbecue with mates or family. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I think summer's the perfect time for it here with daylight saving and, um, yeah, there's no better way to do it than yeah, mm. getting people around for a barbecue and summer salads. And all right, um, yeah, it's a great. Vibe. If Sats and I were coming around, which you know we could, it's a, big uh, chance. It's it's a very good chance because yeah. you know we're always hungry. Mm. Um, what's your yeah. go-to? So you, you want to impress us? What are oh, you doing? I, I, steak's the top of my list. Mm. Uh, I always like a just a good um, yeah, maybe a tomahawk steak. Throw oh, that on. Oh yes, I'm coming. Slice Slice that up and we'll share that, and there'll be what? What? Um, sharing. Not, we're not sharing. Well, you know, and I get the bone. Still, mm. <laughs> so you can have the bone. That's fine. A um, few chops, um, oh, some go. grilled corn, and grilled asparagus as well. All on. Whoa, the whoa, whoa! You can keep the asparagus. No, I'll take. I'll take. Oh, Sats will have the asparagus. Yeah, no, I'll like take it. the corn. It's good for you, mate. Uh, yeah, I know. That's why I don't want it. That's... Okay, um, I made a ham on the weekend, and I put Dijon ma- yeah. maple syrup. Yeah, you can bring that over. Yeah, Dijon maple <laughs> syrup, bourbon, and honey. How and, is that? See, oh, yeah. okay, someone's beautiful. putting pressure on me because I bought a ham yesterday. Yeah. Someone's put pressure on me at work that I just carve it up as it is. Right? It's triple smoked. No, you got to cook it now. No, well, why? You just got to. You just have to. It's just part of life now. That's boring, just throwing it out there and slicing it. Chris, help me out here. Do I really <laughs> have to glaze a ham that mm. already tastes bloody good? No, I think I'm, I just hack away at it and just grab grab chunks. There you go. That's it. All right, mate. Listen, we're going to let you know. Enough, enough of food talk, so I'm getting <laughs> hungry. I can't wait till you get yeah. Linny out I, I'm tomorrow. getting hungry as well. I haven't had lunch or dinner. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait till you get Linny out tomorrow night. Give him a send-off for us. Yeah, let's go for it. Yeah. Okay. What so, am I saying? I just say, get stuffed, your bum. Just mm. something like that, you know, just, just something normal. He loves the North Devils <laughs> right, in the yeah. Queensland Cup. Just say, the North Devils are bums. Okay. Yeah. Actually, yeah. you'll be back there That's next week, Linny, <laughs> if you keep that yeah. like this. If you, if you blokes cover my um, cover yeah. my fine yeah. for um, <laughs> obscenities, then yeah. I'll, yeah. Um, I'll be sure. To do Absolutely. It. Yeah. All right, beauty. All right, mate. Listen, best of luck with it. You play the strikers tomorrow night. 
uh, in Adelaide. You can hear every ball live on SEN and the SEN app. It's the skipper of the Thunder joining us. He's hungry. He's leaving training now. Chris Green, thanks for your time on Sports Day. Thanks, lads. Have a good one. Go the Thunder. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. God, I love that music. Just makes me aggressive. Does it pump you up or what? Uh, yeah, not bad. Mate, I had to listen to the worst music in your car on Saturday night, driving to the harness racing. You don't, for, for a grand final hero, you don't really have masculine choice of music, do I'm you? I'm 80s. I'm all 80s. That's yeah, but this was is. 80s crap pop. No, I'm all 80s Australian music. I'm sure I heard Wilson Phillips. Hold on. And there's some Def Leppard and ACDC. I farming. never heard any ACDC mm. or Def Leppard. Hey, welcome back to the show, by the way. Um, geez, the text machine's blowing up tonight about Christmas movies. Um, I know one of our listeners doesn't like this, but I'm going to say it. Yep. Hook and tease to next hour of the show mm. uh, is the top seven, the Kia top seven Christmas movies of all time. is put together by Daddy Vass, and he has done an outstanding job on it. I think he's done a crap job myself. I'm just saying it. I think he's done a crap job with the top seven. Rocky Fort Drago in Moscow on Christmas Day. Bang. Yeah. Christmas movie. Steve from Dubbo. He, if he can sacrifice a Christmas to train, pulling horses on a bobsled and <laughs> in the snow, surely Vasso the hippie can have the decency to make it number one in the Kia top seven. Now, don't call Daddy Vass a hippie. I just, I said I think he'd prefer that lifestyle because he's quite laid back. Yeah, and he's at peace with the world. Mm. Not like us, uptight, cranky. Yeah, all the time. He just—he's a man of the earth, mm. so to speak. Uh, what else have we got in the text machine? Now we just—we um, spoke to Chris Green, of course, captain of the Thunder, and I spoke about how I used some Dijon mustard, some bourbon, some honey. Um, oh, did you use the bourbon syrup. on the meat? No, you put it in the mix. Oh, I thought you yeah. drank it. Sats corned beef with Dijon mustard, salt and pepper, roasted in the Weber. You'll never boil a corned beef ever again after roasting at Cam. How good's corned beef? Yeah, it's, it's the forgotten meat. It is. Where is the corn? Where's it come from? A cow. But what part of the cow? Part of it. I don't know. Someone on that. 0457 You're right. Pilates going? Is he still doing Pilates? Hopefully he's given up that yeah. stupid stuff by now. Uh, break time. When we come back uh, in the second hour, we've got more of a sports update for you. Uh, we've got this wonderful segment. Are you serious? Plus the <laughs> Kia Top 7 Christmas movies of all time. You're going to love it, kids. Stick around. This is Sports Day. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome to the second big hour of the show. So good to have you on board for a Monday night. It's good to be on on the air for two hours mm -hmm. as well across the SCN network. Of course, tomorrow, Big Bash Action 
recommences. Of course, you can hear us on the SEN app. And hello to all our listeners across the Super Radio Network. We are here for our wonderful partners, Kia, World Gym and Nutrient Ag Solutions, going further for Australian father, uh, farmers and fathers. To be honest, that's not that's not discount our fathers. Well, there's mothers who are farmers as well. I'm not. Uh, yeah, Sats. I'm not being. I'm not discriminating. Mm. I'm just stuffed up. And I tried yep. to cover it. Yep. Um, question. I've got a. I need to ask Glenn a question tonight. He's joining us on the phone. Uh, and we are all excited about this new relationship. And we heard from her last week on the radio, didn't we? Beverly, the bus driver. Yeah. Mm. She was with Glenn. Highly articulate, sure. She spoke to us. <laughs> Glenn, is this relationship blooming to second base? Uh, mate, it might have to stay at first base for a little while because I've got a huge shout-out to the latest addition to the bevy. What? The lovely Abby from West Group in New Lantern, because she gave me some tremendous advice. I found a $70 Christmas gift card yep. on the bus seat outside BWS Mayfield the other day. Right. And after talking to her, naturally I returned it to her. Anyway, also wanted to say... Well, 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 no, no, you don't stop there. Wait, wait. So, no, I'm not stopping. So is, is there a chance that you and Abby could have a, you know, romance this Christmas? Yeah. Well, I think Abby would like to think so. So, yeah, let's just say never say never. Could you be stuffing her stocking with wonderful what? I could be with Christmas my, gifts with my this book? Christmas? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, good luck and, to you um, and good luck to Gabby. Thank you very much. And I'll see you guys at the Commercial Hotel Curry next year to host the show with Sats. So, Justin, you can have the night off and stay at home. Right. That's a chance. And finally, as it's the Monday before Christmas, yes. Merry Christmas, listener, and my thousands of followers. Yep. And I'll speak to you guys tomorrow night. Yes. I'll be you then. Because I gave it to no, him. Because it's Christmas week. I'm going to be nice to him this He was week. about to also say, because he, he texted in and said, oh, I also want to do a shout-out to Danger, who, of course, is in Cairns. Hey, Cairns people are fine. Yep. So, Dan- uh, actually, Danger, I, should, I hope you're okay. Actually, I should reiterate that. Uh, no, should, I should clarify not that. Fine. No, no, I just spoke to a mate of mine uh, in an ab break. The one he, that lives in a penthouse. In Cairns, yeah. yes. He's 20 level above sea level. Mm. Um, now, Cairns, is, it's stopped rain. It hasn't rained today. Airport will be reopened tomorrow on Cairns. Well, I tell you how bad they're going at the moment. My heart goes out to them. Yeah. There's a bulletin this afternoon that says, we wish we would like to ask all residents of the Cairns and surrounding areas to not flush the cho- toilets. Oh, that wouldn't worry him. Oh, he'd flush. He's selfish. Wow. I couldn't do that. Where would I go? No way. It'd be horrific being in a house with you that doesn't flush. <laughs> that would be horrific. I'm three times a day. How many times a day are you? Once, max. What? Yeah. I Easy. suppose it's all that broccoli you eat. Just do this. a lot of broccoli. Hey, but the thing is, though, but I wanted to finish off saying, so Cairns, mm-hmm. the city itself, seems to be okay. Now, there are areas where there is damage, but um, it's north of the airport, and the airport where... It's just damaged. Like, poor Douglas, you can't even get there. He was telling me tonight they're going to have to ferry holidaymakers to Port Douglas plus food because they can't get it to them. Mm. Um, Mossman, have a listen to this. He was talking to a client of his in Mossman today. They've had, th- this is unbelievable, they've had 1.8 metres of rain 
in four days. What? That is, it's frightening. That is nearly four times Melbourne's annual rainfall. Mm, that's frightening. Towns have been absolutely cut off, evacuated. But he said, no, touch wood, we're okay in Cairns City. We're okay around here at the moment. It's fine. But, yeah, all around them, though, just horrific stuff. So our thoughts with our listeners up there. And you're right. Uh, Danger's actually ringing. Let's take him. We're taking him live. God help us. Danger. Danger, you're live on the radio, so behave yourself. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm really good. Really good. Um, I'm just starting out to give you a report. I don't know how the hell your mate's going up in his 20 stories above sea level. Mm -hmm. Um, I've got a lot, a lot of friends up here that lost that much gear Mm. uh, yesterday. Like, I'm talking old, real, real old fairlines, like, you know, back in the, the 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, just past the roof linings, motorbikes galore, all complete. All as you can see is the rear vision mirrors. It's um, Where's the worst he flood we've had up here. Where's, yeah, no, I've heard he that. He lives at, um, yeah, Machen's Beach, which is basically parallel with the airport. Yeah. Um, yeah, you've got Cairns, you've got Machen's Beach, then you've got Yorkies Knob. Yep. Um, Smithfield and then the other beaches. But, yeah, it's... I don't know whether you've been to um, Ells Beach. If you've been up there to the pub up there, well, that road, they reckon, is going to be closed for about three weeks because there's just rock slide after rock slide. Yeah. It is just unbelievable. Yeah, mm. just to clarify, but, he, was, he was saying the city centre's okay, but once once you get to the airport, it's just disaster zone. Well, it is. And, I mean, like, even we're at the moment, I'm staying at a, a friend's place. Me and my wife, we're looking after his house for him. And we're down at Gordonvale. And um, yep. Gordonvale has had um, 982 me- oh. millimetres or whatever it is. A metre? Um, yeah. And the beaches, they've had over a metre. Over a metre. And you're talking, you know, you're only talking about three days of this really torrential rain. So yeah. three days we've had a metre of rain. It's, um, yeah, it's crazy. And the worst of it, yeah, the worst of it is still coming because, I mean, like you've got all the, the mountains where all the water's coming down, you know, and, it's, it was, yeah, it's just know, bloody. You know those cows that were on the new, did you see the cows yeah. crawling yeah, yeah, in and the yeah. blokes? Have, they've come down from the hinterland. Like mm. They've come up from the mountains. I saw one of the falls up there, Danger, Barren Falls, which yes. was just. Yeah. Frightening. Yep. It was absolutely frightening how, how yeah. heavy that was uh, coming down. But he was saying those cows yeah, have come from way above. Uh, look, there's um, up the Barren River, if you go um, up to the end of it, like before you, know, you go up the mountain sort of thing, um, there's a fair few farms out there. Uh, there was also a couple of horses they pulled out. Um, but, yeah, the, the baby cows, at least they got them. Yeah. They got a... There was a couple, you know, unfortunately, that didn't make it. But, I mean, yeah. But it was just um, unbelievable. You know what I mean? It's just one of them really freak storms that comes once in 100 years. Mm. Um, I'm glad you're all right, mate. I, glad you're all right. What, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, getting off that just for one second, what I wanted to know, and I don't know whether, and I'm not picking on uh, the spin bowler or anything else like that, how many wickets did he actually get? Um, with the ball. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, like, hit the stump, not catches. You mean bold? Yeah, clean bold. 
I'm not sure I'm going to. Any gonna. idea? No, mm, no idea. We'll, we'll have a look at that. Yeah, I just I was just thinking about it the other day, you know what I mean? Like, um, I think they said Warney's up around about the 300 mark, I think. Um, they said he's around about the 300, but he's actually clean bowled. And I was just wondering, you know, how many he's actually got. That we'll find all. out that. He's done a fantastic job. Christ, there's no, yeah. no, thing, no doubt in that. But, uh, yeah, I'm with you, Woogie. Bring back the, um, the big bash. Yeah, the tomorrow night. The better. Tomorrow night, you'll hear it yeah, all live on SCN and the SCN app. Stay safe, Danger. Keep us updated as much as you like, mate. Okay. Well, Cheers, well my, mate leaves, my mate leaves Cairns Wednesday, he's hoping to, so I'll need you on the ground. Yep. All right? Mm. Hard hitting. No, yeah, with a sports day microphone. Yep. All right. Get that up to him? I, no, okay, just yeah. make one. Just doesn't matter. Do you want me to take Betty or not? Who? Betty has a lot of trouble. Betty, she has a lot of trouble talking. She mumbles a lot. <laughs> Who's Betty? His wife. Well, Betty's Glenn's other girlfriend, oh. the one that he didn't want, yeah. and um, oh. he palmed her off on the beach. Oh, you guys are just throwing, right, just, just keys in a bowl. Keys in a bowl? I could yeah, just imagine yeah. that. Right, yeah. Okay. I was actually surprised because All we right. come up by express. Listen, I'm going to. You just he said. What? No, nah, well, there's there's only so much I can take. <laughs> you said she came up by express bowl. <laughs> The Buster says, stay safe, danger, and all yeah. up north. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Actually, yeah, danger. He, he started becoming Glenn in the end, didn't he? He did. He's a little bit creepy. Well, on the subject of Glenn, is Glenn actually Rat Rogers' older ego when he wears his Wallabies jersey? That's from Cam. Cam, I don't know. I, there could be something in it. He also talked about, Glenn spoke about going to Curry Curry for an OB next year for Mullet Fest. Rooster Mother said, Woogie and Worm, can you please let him believe the OB is at the commercial hotel in Curry Curry and that it's on the 30th of February? I'll do that. Radio. Mm. Sports update, save time and water. Irrigir is here. This is I, I no, I'm do we read this one out now or do I save it for Are You Serious? The first one. Which one's that? The first one about Walsh. Oh no, no, read it out. You reckon? Yeah, read it out. Would Reese Walsh light up the NFL? Are you serious? <laughs> Billy Walters declared over the weekend that Reese Walsh could make it in the NFL. He's too fast. He's too agile. He's too quick. Apparently it's also been backed by Max Crosby, who has compared Walsh to the likes of Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. Are you serious? Fair dinkum. Now, I've got to say, Reese Walsh is very quick. But if they asked him to do the 40-yard dash, which basically a lot of those running backs are, well, basically a lot of the players are, are based on whether they're going to be attractable to a uh, attractive to a, a franchise, I don't think, with all due respect, Reese Walsh. I don't think he would rate in the top thirty. Mm. I think, without a doubt. And he play. I reckon he'd be suitable. I don't think he'd be a running back. He'd be maybe He's special. He's not robust enough. Probably special teams, and he may be a kick returner. Mm. And if I was him, I just, I just. Signal safe catch yep. every time, so no one hits me. Yeah, because I and reckon you can do that very early too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Like even before the guy kicks it, you safe. Do you know they tried to introduce because it's in rugby, as you know, but they tried to introduce. They, there was discussions at one stage they're going to introduce that into. I think it was Super League '97. Oh, okay. So the fullbacks could catch it within the 22 meter zone, or and then what did that mean? 15 minutes, which means you could 
I think you you put your arm up, you caught it, and then no one could touch you. Actually, just on the NFL, and you asked me this last week, wh- why do they kick? I love the game. I love it to death. But why do they kick off? Why can't they just start their possessions on the 25-yard line? Because sometimes you see some really good kick returns. What I do hate about the NFL is when they, they just kick it dead. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, kick it dead. I think every kickoff's got to be in play. Right, and you've got to return it? Got to return it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Okay, all right. Um, Nick, I think that's ridiculous, that uh, Reese Walsh thing. Dragons. You, are, you ride Darwin Bunny, Broken Hill Bunny. It's the Chelmsford Hotel at Curry. That's but when, but Bunny, we're, we're not telling, we're not telling Glenn that. Okay. How good's Fitzy in Billy Walsh's defence? He has been no Billy. Um, Billy Walsh's Billy Walters. Defense. He has been on a five day bender in Vegas. Yeah, true. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dragons coach Shane Flanagan has made it public that he wants an answer from Adam Fanua Blake before Christmas, which this Christmas or next Christmas. <laughs> As the powerhouse front row weighs up a $4.5 million deal. Can I say, a lot of people will say, no, this is an important signing if you're a Dragons fan. And please, Dragons fans, 0457 736 736 or double eight double three if you're a Dragons fan in New Zealand. Um, many people would say, no, we've got, to, we've got to make sure we get this one right. But sometimes, and you've heard me say this on a number of occasions, sometimes as a club you've got to stand for something and you've got to, you can't just sit around and potentially miss out on other players. Yep. You've got to say, this is going to be a date to the manager yep. and we've got to be able to try and get something done before then. Yep. It makes it easy for your player, the club that he's at, and the club that he's going to as well. So I, I like that Shane Flanagan is, again, that old saying, drawing a bit of a line in the sand. It's a pretty good offer as well. Absolutely, yeah. It's 4.5 over four years. If I, Yeah, can I, can I also ask, and I... The Dragons, I know, obviously, they've got their home field jubilee, Cogra Oval, and also down in Wollongong. But basically, all their headquarters and playing group is in Wollongong. So is that class as a, inverted commas, Sydney club? Because part of the release from the Warriors, Cameron George, has stated that, well, he wants to go back for for emotional reasons. Um, and it has to be a Sydney club. It Would Wollongong be classed as a yeah. Sydney club? Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, it's, mate, it's a part of Sydney. Is it? Yeah, well, basically is now. A lot of people commute from there every single day mm. to go to Sydney for work. It's like a southern suburb. Yeah. So I think you're probably nitpicking there. Um, Like, wh- what have you got an offer from Newcastle? Not a Sydney club. Okay. Mm. Okay. All right. Um, what else is there? Uh, Dylan Brown, will he live up to the hype in 2024? Eels coach Brad Arthur has challenged his 5-8. He said he hasn't lived up to his potential yet. Well, he's why right. did, but why did they extend his contract? Well, because he has. I mean, he's got something. They're just waiting for the potential. Well, sometimes, like like I've always said, we'll get some, What if he doesn't have potential? Some age, well, no, he's got the potential. We see that. It's just about... But we haven't seen it. When the lights turn on. We have seen it. We see it sporadically. How old is he? Uh, Dylan Brown would be 23, I think. But Keep going. Well, does he need to be more consistent in the way he No, he does. Well, he, we've seen it sporadically. He's 23 years well, of age. So This is what annoys me, Sats, mm-hmm. is that people go, oh, we haven't seen his potential yet. He's 23 years of age. Still, um, still pretty young in a yeah, key but, position like him. But if you demand the money, um, you should be good. You shouldn't be, oh, well, there's the potential there. How do we know there's potential there? 
Just no. because he has a great game every now and then doesn't well, mean he's got the potential. Well, that's what Brad Arthur is saying. He's, it's more about, when you read between the lines here, living up to his hype, it's about being more consistent because he, he's a very good player, but um, he hasn't learnt the gra- he hasn't really grasped on how he grabs a game by the, by the scruff of the neck and really own the game. I think sometimes Dylan likes to sit back and allow Mitchell Moses and Co to, to own the game and, yeah. and Clint Gutherson. He's got to, he has to be Dylan Brown. He has to be the voice instead of Clint Gutherson and Mitchell Moses talking amongst themselves about what's going to happen on the field. Dylan Brown has to overcall these guys and he has to be the master of ceremonies. He has to be the one that steps up and says, okay, well, I'm 23 now. I've had a, you know, three years in first grade consistently. Uh, I understand what it takes each week. And he, I'd like to think that he knows how to prepare really well now and play big games. But he's got to be the voice of reason now. Okay. He's not just rely on the other two. Yep. And that's what's that's what's going to be the best for Dylan Edwards to be well, to be the man. We did ask about I'm, – I'm moving off Dylan Brown now, if that's okay. Yep. Uh, corned beef is the brisket pumped with salty water and no more Pilates for camp. So you happy with that? It's the brisket. Yes, but – also, Rooster Muzz here is saying, that's from Cam, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, Rooster Muzz is also saying, oh, where is it? There we go. The corned beef is traditionally from the silver side cut section of the beef. Wait, Rooster Muzz, but what part of the section of the beef? Is, so, well, if, if you saw a diagram of a cow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where is the Naked? silver? Naked? Yeah. Right. Where is the silver side coming from? It's where, coming from the silver side. There's a gold side. <laughs> <laughs> the silver side, and the back is the bronze. Right? <laughs> I like what you've done Thank there. Thank you. Like King Brown says, I haven't had a solid Brad Pitt for 15 years what? due to my electrolyte intake in afternoons and evenings. Are you serious? Are you serious? you got something wrong with you. 970, does that number look familiar? Nine seven, is that rats? No. No. Nine That's seven. normally the one who sends us text messages saying Elbow oh, elbows a flog. <laughs> um... He also says about Luai pumping biceps. So hang on, oh, it's probably a different one. Pumping biceps says as a Panthers fan, I'll give Jerome our four grand final finalists and three premiership winner as much time as he needs. Yeah. We, we can't though. No, ten days. Ten days to negotiate. So pumping uh, biceps. So with that, Sats, you explained yeah. that early for us. So all he's trying to do is get a matched offer from Penrith to stay there, isn't well, he? Well, not a matched offer, an offer that he's willing to accept. That's within the realistic realms of the salary cap auditor. So, um, you know, they may come back and say, we're going to give you $50,000 more and a fourth year instead of a three-year contract. Mm. And to him, he may say, you know what, that's enough for me to stay. Okay. read a really good story um, that Michael Shamus had written a couple of years ago, actually. It's about, about his upbringing and about his, his father worked for 20 years for the same company um, and try, it was – trying to save one of his mates from drowning, broke his hand in the process, wasn't able to work for the company. And living off mum's Centrelink benefits and four kids, and so dad turned to um, turned to selling drugs and, um, and ended up being charged and incarcerated in Queensland. Missed his son's debut. And many people might be sitting back and saying, well, you know what, you mess with the ball, you get the horns and... You choose. You make your own decisions mm. in life, but yeah, they they lived in poverty, and this is why I suppose Michael Shamus was bringing this story to light again to say, yeah, you, you can't begrudge a person with the upbringing they've had 
when it comes to money and providing for your family and and um, providing for his family as well, not only his children, but also his, his mum and dad and, and his siblings. You can't begrudge a person for trying to take as much money as possible when they've won three comps. And, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't see – I haven't heard anyone complain about the money. Yeah. And I, I, I think it's such – even that, even hearing that, but that aside, the fact that you, are, you only play this game for a short period of time. Mm. So you've actually got a plan for your retirement from what you earn, you know, and, and, and with his heritage and his culture, you provide for your family. You know what I mean? Yep. So good on him. I hope he, I hope he pens the deal that makes him happy. And I know $6 million would make me extremely happy. Yeah. And his teammates. They'd understand it. Yeah. You know, people would be thinking, oh, it's, it's going to be cold in the dressing room. No. Players understand it. They're disappointed yeah. if it happens, if it ends up being ratified and going through. But He doesn't owe, owe the Panthers anything. No. He's, he's paid them. His teammates will still be his mates. Yeah. Irrigear offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions, save time water. Uh, Irrigear is here. Quickly, we've got to go to a break. But before we do, do we have to talk about the NFL? You can catch every game this season with Game Pass only on DAZN. Visit GamePass.com. I got DAZN the other day. Did you? Yeah, really good, really good. I saw a special on there today. It's like ninety nine cents a game. Of course, game. I love the, the boxing. It's got all the boxing. Ah, yeah. right. There's good a hard ball. knocks Miami Dolphins in season. Oh, um, is that documentary? It's on the zone as well. So there you, go. you don't want to talk about. It. I don't want to either because uh, my Packers got beaten by Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Where's your Where's your hat? Hmm. Under your Buccaneers. Um, and your uh, your Cowboys. Oh, did they play? Well, they got smashed. They did not even turn up. They got smashed. In fact, good on Daddy. He didn't even put the score. I know he did. Thirty-one mm. ten. And look, the Cowboys scored a touchdown with two minutes to go. They mm. were just. You're right. Mm. Tomorrow, uh, the Seahawks play the Eagles. Cowboys need to turn this around. We've got the Dolphins Christmas morning seven seven twenty-five or eight twenty-five. Depends where you are listening to the show. So, hey, and Steve from Dubbo, you love your boxing, so you get the zone. Yeah, right. Yeah, really good. Are you getting? Do you need to declare that you have a sponsorship with? Uh, I don't have. Zone? I don't have a sponsorship at all. You don't. I'm declaring that I don't. Are you serious? I am serious. Mate, that's that's and recorded. Stop calling me Shirley. Got to go to a break. When we come back, kids have stayed up for this. Oh, wait a sec. Cam said it's in the chest. That's the silver side, and Canara Cowboy said silver side is the cut from the hind quarter. Of the leg above the knee. What's wrong with you people? Get it right. Talk to each other before you text us. Mm. We'll find out where it really is soon. Uh, but you've waited all night for it. We're going to go to a break. When you come back, when we come back, the Kia Top 7 Best Christmas Movies of All Time. Next on Sports Day. The all-electric Kia EV6. With up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. It's the Kia Top 7 on Sports Day. Can I just say, I think... I think in the new year we should do our top seven um, listeners, top seven angriest listeners, or confused, confused listeners. Okay, so look, 
just to confirm, Cam has sent me a message on Instagram. How good are our listeners? Yeah, he's good. Uh, so the brisket is above the shank. Where's the shank? Well, the shank is at the top of the legs. Mm. So, so it's around the chest. It is. It's around the chest well, region. It's, it's not really. It's below the chuck. So the chuck's up and around the neck. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, behind the neck. And then you've got the brisket below that, but it's next to the plate, which is under the rib. Mm. And then you've got the flank, mm. which is below the short loin. Mm. Short loin sounds rude, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, Looking at this diagram, we're not eating round steak again. (laughs) Uh, Let's get into the Kia Top 7 Best Christmas Movies of All Time. This is my favourite at number seven. Why do you need a car? Where's your sleigh? It's in the shop, getting repaired. Does your daddy have a safe? Need money to fix your sleigh? What is it? What movie is this? It's Bad Santa. You want milk and cookies? No. Should I fix these in sandwiches? Are you uh, serious? Your... You've never seen Bad Santa. Can I just send out uh, congratulations and a well done to Daddy Vass, our producer? Do you know how hard it is to find clean scenes <laughs> from Bad Santa? You know the best thing about Bad Santa? What's that? The mum from the Gilmore Girls. Okay. She's very good in the movie. In what way? Just outstanding okay. actress. Should have picked up an Academy mm-hmm. Award. All right, number six, that's... Number six, that's... Never seen this. Is this Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah. Jingle all the way. Excuse me. Yes. Really? I'm trying to find a this job, man. Me too, me too. Do you have any more in the back? <laughs> what? Oh, a white guy. Listen, <laughs> 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 these, these guys oh, are looking for guy, a job, eh? A gentleman dog, yes. <laughs> This is the best Kia Top 7 ever. I didn't realise Wayne was in the movie. Yeah. Um, Daddy Vass would have watched, I reckon, two of this seven. So he just plucked these out of his Kyber. Oh, he's put some. He's put a lot of work into it, to be honest. I'm being dead serious. I don't think he's done. I don't think he's put it together. I think someone else has put it together for him. No, he hasn't. He's put a lot. Of effort into this, Daddy. Uh, number five, I've never seen this movie. I wasn't born then. 1946. Well, Glenn, uh, let us know. What was It's a Wonderful Life about? What is it you want, Barry? You, you want is the moon? A... Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down. I'll take it. Then what? But well, then you can swallow it. In this, and it all dissolves. <laughs> and the moon beams that shoot out of your fingers and your toes and the ends you of your hair. Am I talking too much? That's enough. Yes. Hello? Why don't you kiss her instead of talking at her death? Oh. How was that? Tony says, Home Alone, Die Hard, Bad Santa, Elf. Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas. My One of my best mates, Craig Weston, he says, he has said for the last 25 years, whenever he, he felt sad, yeah. he used to listen to Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas. He's sad. <laughs> Really? Yeah. What, what's your favourite Christmas song? We should do no. a special top seven Christmas songs on Thursday. Paul Kelly, How to Make Gravy. It is not a Christmas song. It is. No. About missing Christmas and I'll making like, gravy for your family. John Lennon. Happy you robbed a bank. John Lennon, Happy Christmas is the greatest Christmas song ever made. Was it just him or him and Yoko or not? I think she was on percussion <laughs> in the background, just laying in bed. Mad harmonica player. Um, was she? It's my turn. Four. Oh, sorry. This yeah. should be. This should have been number two with mm. Bad Santa at number one. And where's Bad Santa two? Die Hard. 
This is definitely a Christmas movie. Mayday, Mayday. Anyone copying Channel 9? Six or more armed with automatic weapons at Nakatomi Plaza. Attention, whoever you are. This channel is reserved for emergency calls only. You know, I sound like I'm ordering a pizza. <laughs> Seriously. Stormy Daniels said, Woogie and Sats, applying for your criteria of what does not or does not constitute a Christmas movie. Now, yes. I said there must be at least multiple sightings of a Santa. And I think that's three. Well, three no. or more sightings of a Santa. Well, you've got to have Christmas songs. Batman Returns is a bona fide Christmas movie. Snow, Christmas trees, and Bruce Wayne, crap name, even wished Alfred Merry Christmas at the end of the movie. Boom. Yeah, but it's Batman. That's for geeks. Mm. Who was the best Batman? I've never watched him. Don't like him. The latest one was Probably good. Ben Affleck, but I don't like yeah, him. Yeah, he's, he's sexy. I don't like I don't like the, the whole superhero movies. Don't you? Nah, don't Batman like them. versus Superman was about 18 hours of my life I'd never get back. The only one I liked was Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight. Oh, superb. Mm. Absolutely superb. Uh, go Now, number three, are you serious? Oh, really? Do it. Oh, just play this three seconds of it. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Inviting me down now on such short notice. Even if I wanted to go. That's my it. schedule. So Wayne and the Stooges are in that as well. How the Grinch Stole I've never seen it. Never heard of it. I like this one at number two. This is the great. Is it my turn to do it? I don't think this is a Christmas movie. This. Yeah. Get out. We know that you're in there and that you're all this alone. This is Home Alone. Yeah, come on, kid, open up. We're not gonna hurt you. Be a good little fella now and open the door. Hello? Can I say, can I say Home Alone is about two guys trying to traumatize and kidnap a kid? Abduct a child. Trying to basically kill a kid. Yeah. It's a little bit like Willy Wonka, the Gene Wilder version, the very first one. What? Well, kids just went missing. What do you mean? Well, he was, he was basically offing children. He was throwing them in the chocolate. Bats, oh, disappearing he? everywhere. Yeah. It's like the Wizard of Oz. Mm. That witch. I mean, a lot of OHS issues in Wizard of Oz. Did like, you know the snow in Wizard of Oz yeah. was actually asbestos? Oh, nice. Mm. There you go. Fun fact. Hey, uh, our listeners are hanging on because it's about to go to bed. Yeah. What's the number one Christmas movie according to Daddy Vass? The top side is from the chest. Has Glenn changed his name to Cam? Come on. Seriously. Uh, number one, this is one of my favourite movies. I've got to say, I watched it last week. And, uh, Never seen it. Will Ferrell. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! <laughs> Santa here? I know him. I know him. Is it that good? It's outstanding. Now, uh, Brad from Redhead says, Scott and Jason, Die Hard, definitely a Christmas movie. Yes. It's setting... Is an office Christmas party. Yeah, true. Also, you know why Melbourne goes to all the sports? They don't have beaches or better things to do. They do chai lattes, scarves. He, see, Brad's gone from diehard Christmas movie mm. to chai lattes and puff whacked, vest. Whacked Melbourne. Hey, uh, David from Grays Point State. Where's Grays Point, mate? Oh, down Cronulla Way near Miranda. Yeah, Beautiful nice. part of the world, mates. Uh, you've got an opinion on Christmas movies. Mate, the greatest Christmas movie of all time has got to be Chevy Chase, oh. Christmas Vacation. Yeah, thank you. Very well, are you saying... Have you got an applause there? Yeah, somewhere. I've yep. got it here. Hang on. You're saying 
that's better than it's a wonderful life. A hundred percent. Mate, I watch it every year. Yeah. I've seen it. it about 30 times. Is that when they're in How Germany sick? and they they go and visit the wrong house? How sexy no, no. is Beverly D'Angelo? No. <laughs> European vacation. Mm. Oh, is it? Yeah. We should do that next week in the Pear Top 7. The, the hottest TV or movie mums. Mm. Can we do that? <laughs> are you allowed to do that in yeah. this day and age or not? I don't think we are. Mrs. Brady. Bang. Alice, the, um, <laughs> All right. the housekeeper. David, uh, are you on holidays yet, mate, or are you still plugging away like us? No, I'm plugging away, mate. I'm working through. All right. Good luck to you, mate. I hope you get to spend some time with your family. Good stuff, Dave. Over Chrissy. Thanks for listening, mate. Are you a Sharks fan? Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, good stuff. How are they going to go next year? Oh, mate, fingers crossed. We, we need a couple of players, but, yeah, hopefully uh, top eight again. I think you'll get Adam Fanua Blake in 2025. That'll be nice. Rat thinks they'll win the premiership. Every year? Every year. So. Mate, he, he, he was one of our greatest players. Well, don't say that. Yeah, look, you've lost all credibility with can us you now, push, David. Uh, can you push yeah, never-ending Dave. story? Yeah. See you, David. <laughs> <laughs> See you, buddy. <laughs> he can't be nice to Right. Yeah. He's never here. Mm. Um, okay, so there you have it. What do you think? All-electric Kia EV6 brings you the Kia Top 7 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia, World Gym and Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. I'll tell you what Steve thought about it. He said, that was a disgrace, Vasso. I don't blame you. I blame the sideburns. <laughs> Matty from the GC says, Woogie, get home and turn off stra- yeah. straight on. It's easily best. You know what? There's yeah, no big bash on tonight, so I will watch, yeah, uh, what's it called? Elf. Mm. Just Elf. Elf. Okay. All yeah. right. Break time. Back in a moment. This is Sports Day. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Are you serious? Uh, it's time to do... Should we hold off on this till tomorrow night? What? Are you serious? Do you want to do some text or do... Are you serious? Let's do text. Yeah, if we get time, we'll do it. We've only got five minutes. Okay. Let's let's hold off to... Um, are you serious till tomorrow night? Best Chrissy movie from Mick from Moray has got to be Bad Santa. Agree, Mick? Uh, we got one here also from one of the New Zealand listeners. Where's Harlem Shine? Um... Uh, Great show. Can I ask, why can't it? they wear special athletic gloves like gridiron players have? You mean NRL players? NRL players, Harlem Shine. Well, some NRL players tried to, but it was stopped because right. some of the stitching can cause cuts. And, yeah, so um, they did try it at one stage. Yeah. Uh, Michelle and Dubbo says, guys, good Christmas movie, Jingle All the Way. No. Hey, can I just read out a text from Mark from Prairie Road about the poor crowds and that? Mm-hmm. One problem the commentators were saying is when the test is on in Perth, club local cricket is still played. In Sydney and Melbourne, great cricket is cancelled. Yeah, maybe that, maybe that's an issue, but I, I, I'm still sticking with it's just not appealing enough. Pakistan and Western New Jersey. William Worm, there's only one Paul Kelly who can sing and play the guitar. He also captained the Mighty Bloods. Absolutely. 
He was my favourite player, Paul Kelly. Yeah, he's great. Still, still to this day as well. Um, now, Woogie, I know you won't read this out, but good on you about Candace Warner. I suppose we are reading it out. Tiger Davo, everyone steps around the topic of her, but I can't stand her. I can't watch back page anymore because of her continued David Warner can do nothing wrong attitude. And yeah, I, I've yeah. got to say, I've, and Tiger Davo, I've got to say, I think David Warner um, has every right if he's being questioned. You said this to us, to me off air. He's got every right, and I think he said it at the start of the show as well. Mm. He's got every right to you know, to give it to some of these so-called experts and Absolutely former sucks. teammates who are teeing off on him yep. with a with a a performance like he had in in the first test. Um, but when yeah, when Ken, I think a lot of the uh, what am I trying to say? I think a lot of the polarizing um, the polarizing image that David Warner, a lot of people have of David Warner, is sometimes around the around the Candace Warner comments. Absolutely, it is. Yeah. Well, that's no. I love it that she loves to support her husband. Absolutely, hmm. but sometimes in sport, the only way to answer your critics is with a performance like the other day. That's and it. The, He's had the last laugh. The sound of silence is absolutely nothing better. Absolutely, yeah. cop that. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, evening, gents. There was a method to the madness of Bison getting men of the match rather than Warner. Just saying from Brisbane. Well, yeah, local guy, maybe. Mm. Maybe that's the the reason why Paul Kelly wrote Gravy after being asked to write a Christmas song for an album. It is a Christmas song. There you go. And and Andy, he sort of agrees with the with the Warner comments as well. Um, Tripod says the best line for a Christmas movie is "Ho ho ho!" Now I have a machine gun. <laughs> what was that in? Was that in Die Hard? No. Nah. What was that in? What movie was that in? I don't in? know. The Nakatomi building in Die Hard was in LA. There was no snow in Los Angeles. Because I said the criteria has to uh, be snow, Santa. Right. Yeah. Hey, guys. Damo from Ballina here. It's not Christmas until you see Hans Gruber fall from the, the Nakatomi Tower. Yeah. That's uh, our favourite police officer. Yep. Oh, that so line was from... So it, yeah, it was from Die Hard. Yeah. So I'm saying to Damo, if... Hans Gruber fell from the building and he mm. was the first detective on site. He's got to secure the scene, the crime scene first. Yep. Yep. Hans Gruber's laying on the on the pavement. With his jingle bells everywhere. Yeah. So what's Damo from Ballon to do? What's the first thing? Does he does he suspect that Hans Gruber has been thrown from the building? Uh, he, he won't know because he's a good detective. He will not make any... Would he... Assumptions. Would he... Um, would he put... John McLean in handcuffs straight away. No, because John McLean's up at the party hiding on another floor. Yeah. How would he know? One of the ones that hasn't been completed completed yet. yet. OHS issue. Yep. Just quietly. Why did they have access to those floors? Uh, Again, good question. Safety was horrible at Nikotoma Tower. Or even Nakatomi. Yeah, that one as well. Yeah. Got to go to a break. This is Sports Day. Uh, Kids, if you've stayed up through the care top seven tonight, you know what's coming. Uncle Sats and the last laugh Mm. on the way. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to the show. Sats last laugh coming up here in just a moment. Jai Apatia. Hot on the show tomorrow. You know our boxing mate. 
fighting in Saudi Arabia New Year's Eve, uh, Christmas Eve, our time. Yeah, about huge. 5 a.m. on it's, it's Sunday morning. It's a huge morning. card, massive card. Steve, you love that. Oh, I, I shall be watching. Yep. Uh, quick update. Thanks to Firecoat. Be alert and prepare this bushfire season. A large bushfire is burning within the Pilliga Forest, approximately 17 k's south of Narrabrine, 21 k's west of Bogabri. The fire has burnt more than 84,000 hectares. It is out of control. Stay up to date with all bushfire warnings with New South Wales Rural Fire Service. Visit rfs.newsouthwales.gov.au. This community update brought to you by the new fire coat, the first paint proven to protect property in high-risk fire conditions. Very quickly, quickly, we've got Mike from Callumvale on the line. G'day, Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, boys. What's going I say on? Merry Christmas. Merry Can Christmas. stop saying happy holidays? More than half the world doesn't get a holiday at Christmas. They mm. gotta scrimp and save and battle for their living. So it's not cool, it's not hip. And a new year's resolution for everybody. Come up to the white line at the stop at the traffic lights. It's okay. It'll be fine. <laughs> Nothing will happen to you. All right, Mike. And uh, I'll let promise, you okay? I'll let Here's you know boys. we continue to say Merry Christmas on this show. There's He's got some problems old Mike, hasn't he? Yeah, hey, I, I'm people? not saying that. Yeah, you, no, you with can... people. I'm talking about with people. Okay, well, I think Mike's fine. But mm. anyway, we will say Merry <laughs> Christmas on this show. Mm. Right? We're going to do Are You Serious tomorrow night. Yeah, we will. We'll be yeah. back with that. Let's On do Sports this. Day, it's time for The Last Laugh with Scott Sattler. I can't believe I just wandered in. I, he's coming right in. He's going to do a set after me. The stage is yours, Sats. Uh, yes, it was. Bad Santa was in the top. So now, now, do you know Santa's little helpers, unfortunately, it's supposed to be a happy time of the year, but you actually they get depressed. Oh, why? Low alpha steam. Oh, God. Seriously. We should have read out more text messages. Uh, um, the movie Elf reflects Charles Dickens' story, A Christmas Carol. Uh, I think it's... Scrooge. Yeah, season's greeting, greetings from Jim. Oh, from Kira Ki- Beach, new Kira Beach Hotel opened up. Yeah, it's the new Jim. old, old, new yeah. old Kira Beach, yeah. All right, got to go. Thanks for listening, everyone. Love having you hey, involved. Hey, thanks, Ryan, the chef, as well. Oh, for his tips, yeah. yeah. Got to go. Uh, grab the podcast, the show. See you tomorrow night, everyone. Bye-bye. Yeah, okay. Good